0: Back to Round Guy Radio as we're covering the state high school tournaments. I want to thank uh, Helmuth Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, uh, and uh, Tyler Helmuth uh, in particular put out some some uh, highlights today. But uh, I'm on the phone with uh, our news director, Scotty Melvin, and uh, Hunter, uh, from Hunter Mulder from uh, the Southeast Iowa Union. We never had him on the show before, but welcome to the program, Hunter.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, uh, first of um, uh, Scotty, uh, you know, the, the game didn't come out, uh, they didn't come out on top, but, uh, what did you think of, uh, mid Prairie's year?
2: Pretty awesome. Um, you know, they, they were state ranked throughout the year. They hit a stretch where they, they dropped some close games here and there middle of the season or whatever, against some really tough competition. So it was no surprise that they made the run that they did at the end of the year. Um, I think if, if, uh, Pitching-wise, if they had had their, their ace, today could have been a different outcome. We'll never know. But uh, the young freshman did a good job, and, uh, man, they, they finished in the top four. I don't, I don't see anything to hang hang your head about here. Well,
0: certainly nothing to hang your head about. Well, uh, Hunter, uh, the, tell uh, the listeners the score and kind of uh, surmise the game real quick.
1: I know for sure. So, you know, I, as you mentioned, you know, Mick Perry fell you know, short 7-4. Uh, you know, for about two innings there, you know, mid Prairie came out and it was looking like they were, they kind of got hot there and, uh, you know, let's see here. We had, you know, there was a, there was a walk and then Colin Miller, you know, bunted it, throw got away from the first baseman. That put the runners at the corner with no outs and Brock Harlan was walked and, there was that controversial call that I thought was going to be a difference maker down the stretch when, uh, Harlan bunted it. And it looked like, uh, Basque, that was, uh, the, the kid that started for, um, Esterville. It looked like he definitely touched the ball. I mean, it took a look, a weird, a crazy bounce if it, if he didn't touch it. And then, uh, you know, they lined out and then came Brown, uh, you know, came up with two outs and hit that, or which would, would have been an RBI single to right field. And, Next thing you know, uh, an air by the right, pass ball by the right fielder, and it's three zero Mid Prairie, and you're starting to think, oh, they could really do this, you know. And then, you know, of course that you know, they come right back in the bottom of the second, score two, and then that kid hits a home run in the in the bottom of the third, puts them up four three, and you know Mid Prairie just—it seemed like every time they got the ball in the bat, it was it was finding the glove. And then you know they're uh, they're in the uh, bottom of the fifth there. They had a couple diving plays that you know if those get through, you know, all oh, what ifs, and then you know. Uh, down the stretch score one score one run there but overall not enough can't bring in enough runs to to get them back into it but overall i mean you can't you can't knock them for you know so how they played i mean relatively they were you know pretty good at the plate i think they only probably struck out well i have three strikeouts from the first kid that, that or only one strikeout from the first kid that pitched and that could be a little different there but you know i mean relatively you can't knock them for what they were seeing up there it's the played just just weren't finding the gaps and things like that and also I will mention, you know, helmet there. Four more foot, and that he's hitting a home run there. And that, uh,
0: oh my gosh, that was that, crushed. But those yeah. are big ballparks, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I think, I think where he hit it was about three fifty, 350, three fifty nine, which is, you know, or by any means, but still.
0: Yeah, he played, he played, he had a terrific tournament. Uh, the kid behind the plate, uh, he had a great tournament. Uh, but, uh, I mean today was uh, my my uh phrase for the first uh, couple of inning is, what can brown do for you? I mean he yeah. he had that big hit with you know with two outs and the bases loaded and one plate and everybody and made a couple great plays uh you know and there's the other couple there was just a couple foul balls that just there's a lot of uh there's a lot of foul territory there at this park and there was some oh, yeah. foul balls that was just inches outside of uh you know the third baseman or inches outside the first baseman or just, just out of reach of the catcher. The one where two guys are trying to get it at the same time and it bounced out of the catcher's glove, you know. Just those little yeah. kind of things could have really changed this game.
1: No, for, you know, no, for sure. And, you know, like I mentioned, there's a lot of ground out there. and You know, we saw, like you said, I think it was Brown and Helmet almost collided there. And, you know, that could have been the difference there. But, you know, now we're now it's just what ifs, but, but overall, you know, like I said, I mean, I think they overall played a really good, you know, pretty good game on both sides of the ball. Just they found the guy, ga- uh, you know, the Estherville found the gas and Mid-Prairie didn't in the end.
0: Yeah. Scotty, do you, do you feel like, uh, I mean, it felt like the game was getting away, but then uh, what did you think when, uh, at the bottom of the seventh inning, when uh, uh, Mid-Prairie really did start rallying back?
2: Well, I, I had high hopes. I'm sure we all did, and uh, it's it's one of those things where, you know, jumping on like like Hunter said, jumping out there that three nothing lead. I thought, man, we're getting a repeat of, of this last game, man. and uh, these guys are going to shock everybody. Estherville's obviously a a great team, um, and then they got down, and I started to feel a little down about that myself I'm, man, you know, because Mid Prairie's kind of into their. They're pitchers that are; these are good pitchers, but they're they're not their aces. And you know, at this point in the season, you want your top two guys available, and that's just not possible with Grout being out. And uh, but they were doing a great job, and they, and they were keeping them in it, and uh, they they sure didn't get 15 runs like we saw yesterday.
0: No, <laughs> so, this this, uh, this whole mid uh, this two way not there hasn't been any games where blowouts none of them.
2: No, no, the, the, the competition's tight. And I bet you this next semifinal will be the same and the championship game as well. And mid prairie really showed they belong. I, I have a feeling that there's people that saw that 19 and 10 record and thought, well, this is going to be a cakewalk. And yeah. it sure wasn't. It would have been less of one, I think, if, if, uh, Grout or Miller had been available to pitch tonight. And that's no knock on the young freshman Weber. The futures right there at mid prairie. Uh, not very many seniors on this team. So they're going to be back up there next year with a better record and a lot more respect.
0: Well, that was certainly a gritty performance from Weber for a freshman. That was, I mean, it was, it was, you know, he, he left the game down four to three. So it was, uh, you know, terrific performance, but, uh, Hunter, explain to our listeners what happened to Carson Grout, who Carson Grout is and why he wasn't available to pitch today.
1: Yeah. So in their, uh, in their, uh, sub state final game, um, well, so I guess first off, so Carson Carson only a sophomore and he's uh verbally committed to Iowa. Iowa I recruit, so he, you know he's the real deal there. But uh you know, I you know, I told him I told him the race and uh, in the substate final he was he started that game and he had a little uh, little uh, elbow injury there so he hasn't been able to pitch and you know they they had him playing first base. Um you know, they had him DH in this game but you know I guess overall, you know the kid. The kid's is the real deal, and you know he is a difference maker on the mound. Like Scotty said, not to knock the, not to knock the young freshman and Cavanaugh and Brown there, but you know it would have been interesting to see if he if he was out there, if he was even even, even able to go that first game. Who knows what would have happened? So, but um, you know, overall, like kind of Scotty said, you know he's only a sophomore, and check. I think let me check here. They're only losing. Let's see, unless the senior Kavanaugh the senior at. Yeah, two seniors i mean sky's the limit for this team you know in in the next two years here and even next year so we'll see what happens
0: well they started the freshman and it did look like he had pitched quite a bit this year you know he he had started several games had a decent winning record had a pretty pretty outstanding era particularly for a freshman they're like three something but uh uh then uh kavanaugh and brown come in and pitched and and they just I mean, I think Kavanaugh had seven innings or something like that. I don't think Brown was was had pitched very much either. So that was uh, – I, I think that was probably the difference in the game, not that those guys didn't pitch good, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they were – they just – I don't know, man, because of, you know, as many innings as Carson would have pitched this year and it just didn't leave uh, – they have that two – what's that second pitcher they got that's so good that uh, –
2: uh, Colin Miller.
0: Yeah, Colin Miller, man. He was he was a fantastic pitcher, too. I mean, really fantastic
1: pitcher. But, you know, the crazy thing is, is, those guys, you know, I think if I remember looking at the the stats, right, and I have it here, too, if I count it all up, but just to save time, I, I'm pretty sure they only had, like, five, six hits in the game, which, you know, relatively is, you know, pretty dang good for, you know, for <laughs> losing, you know, I mean, coming in at a loss, but usually out had to win you a game, but
0: well, that was, uh, who hit that impressive home run? Do you...
1: Uh, that was, let me find his name here. It was Blake Engel.
0: Wow. he bounced it right off the scoreboard. Uh, I could tell, I mean, I, I really didn't know for sure it was a home run when, uh, when he first hit it, but I could kind of tell by the way, uh, uh Helmuth wasn't really, you know, trying to get the ball back very good that it was a home run. Yeah. And then I, I it was clearly a home run on the replay. Uh, but I'll I tell you what I thought the umpires did it uh, Scotty, let's let's talk about the umpires. Uh, uh, I thought they were fantastic to this playoffs, did you?
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know, we could sit and nitpick everything they call or whatever. It doesn't go your team's way. Of course, you're gonna see it that way. I'm guilty of it. I'm a fan. Um, but you know I, I was telling people at work today we were talking baseball, and I said, man, you know how many games i've I've been to this year where uh, high school wise we had one umpire. The guy behind the plate trying to make all the calls. Well, here we are at the state tournament. we got the proper amount of umpires. They did a great job. You're going to hear the fans boo and disagree and whatnot. I mean, that's part of it. But, uh, yeah, they did a great job, and uh, I I felt like I've heard, uh, you know, I've had to listen to most of these games rather than watch them. Um, But, uh, you know, they they discuss things, and they've done a great job. And, and, uh, yeah, you can't can't put any blame on them if you uh, came up short in a game.
0: Well, uh Hunter, let's talk about uh, New London's game tomorrow. Uh, you're a new London uh, hometowner. Uh, you gotta be pretty close to this team. Uh, tell us what time the game is, what the matchup is and uh, what and uh, what can our listeners expect to see tomorrow when they tee up.
1: Yeah, for sure here let me let me get to, I guess I'll just say that you know I graduated in twenty fifteen so most of these kids were. About fifth grade, then, so it's weird seeing them, seeing them now. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna square off with uh, Remsen St. Mary's. They've been, I mean, they're unblemished, thirty five and zero, been number one ranked all season long. And you know, everybody was talking about you know Newman. They sat at number two all year long, and we saw what they'd done to them. But let me tell you, I mean. You know I like you know when you guys talked to Andy or talked with Andy last time you said you know it's a different breed of baseball down here in southeast Iowa and I think I think they they kind of embody that this new London squad so you know it's gonna I think it's gonna be a good one they uh, ransom's got some crazy some crazy crazy stat lines and uh on the pitching side of things none of their pitchers have over a one era in fact they're the number one which New London will probably see there uh, see tomorrow's names uh Carter scored. He's got a 0. .22 ERA. He's faced 208 batters, and he's had he has 100 strikeouts. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sure. and uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I I said I told Andy last time I said I think Newman's gonna be their toughest test of the season. Well, they made me eat my words. So I guess you know I'm not gonna say anything this time around. I'm just gonna say it's gonna be a good game, but we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens tomorrow night, and the game starts at. Uh, let me see One thirty. One. I think it's no nope, Twelve. Twelve o'clock. Noon.
0: Noon. A noon game. It starts at noon tomorrow. Oh my God. Yep. That's gonna be. That's good. I, uh, I. I can't hardly wait for that. Now, Scotty. Uh, last time we were talking with Andy, Andy mentioned that both Notre Dame and Pekin really made games out of the with uh, New London, and I, we just kind of made on just how how strong that A in particular, but the A and the double A and all the the schedules that these teams was playing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, I thought that maybe helped New London get, get ready. What do you think, Scott?
2: Absolutely agree. And, and I want to shout out uh, Notre Dame real quick because, you know, we, you you uh, talked a couple times with our coach and how uh, he, he loves to stack the schedule. And, and those guys flew under the radar. I noticed on the uh, – even on the all-district team, they only his son made the all-district team for Southeast Iowa, and I thought, boy, they, they kind of got shortchanged there, but uh, that was a great team, and, and they um, allowed New London one big inning, and that's why New London got past them. Peakin played New London South, and nobody else has in the postseason. No, um, I
0: mean, the they got everyone else.
2: Yeah, uh, the first time I saw New London play was against a, a great Minneapolis team that really underachieved as far as the postseason goes, and – that was a fairly close game, and yet I felt like the, the dam was about to burst, too. I felt like that could have just as easily been a mercy rule game if uh, some of New London's runners had, had, had gotten around the bases. But, yeah, New London's played a gauntlet all year um, just because they are in this part of the state. And uh, I think uh, Southeast I was shown what, what they're made of for this uh, postseason baseball run, and New London's getting to go for the, the top prize. Yeah, Rims and St. Mary's got great pitching. Um they're undefeated. I mean what what else can you say about a baseball team like that? But I don't think they've probably seen the aggressive hitters that New London's gonna bring to the table tomorrow. So I, I think New London's got as good a chance as anybody to, to hand them their first loss and then the biggest game of the the year. So hopefully they can get it done and, and bring that trophy back to uh, southeast Iowa.
0: Well uh let's talk a little bit about how we can follow this game on the streaming because I mean, this is the second time uh, uh, that I've been watching the high school athletic stream and it cut off on me during the game. Mm-hmm. And I had to have, I had to fall back on uh, KILJ once and I had to fall back yeah. on KCII and uh, KCII gave me the last two innings of that game, you know, because it, it was cut off. But uh, anyway, uh, talk to me about New london's pitchers it seems like they're in pretty great shape i, I think Santiago's good uh and I think the other left-handed pitcher they got's uh, also available or or do you know
1: uh so seth Bailey he should he i think he had i think he pitched limit last game so he's not uh i don't think he can go because i think he threw well, i think he only threw
0: well it was a four inning game, so I didn't know if he uh
1: Well Andy was talking to me like he like he wasn't able to go, so Well it might just, be I can't remember how many Andy I can't remember he Andy just said that he, he probably wasn't able to go, so I was I was just assuming that he wasn't because I, I think he threw I mean I think he only threw like fifty eight pitches, but that's that's what I had
2: him for was fifty eight.
0: Yeah, I didn't think I thought you go gotta go sixty five before you have to uh well, you can't, but I think you're 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 only allowed sixty five more pitches or something. I don't know. It's it's it, the yep. rules are
1: the state level because they you know they change it, but like I mean mm-hmm. I don't yeah. This is my first year doing it, so it's like it was a little confusing at the state levels, you know, because you know he gets four days. But Santiago pitched, you know, Monday, which is you know his fourth day would be um, Friday. Friday. So I mean, so but he, he's. The rules, he's good to go. So, you know what? what I was. You know, you to to everyone you know how good he is. Point eight six ERA. He, he's as good as they come. They they put in Ketsalla. Uh, you know, Ketsalla relieved him in, in that first game there. So, they got options, you know, and we haven't even seen. We haven't even seen Cooper Schulte this year, and he's one of two one of two uh, pitchers in the state to not even allow a run yet this season. Um, his. I mean, you know, he's usually their closer. He's only faced 45, but uh, only allowed three hits, and he's got 29 strikeouts. So, I mean, I'm sure need be that they can put him out on the mound. So, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a slugfest. But, you know, we'll we'll see what we'll see come tomorrow.
0: Well, I think, and let's just use Double A as an example. I mean, I think a hit or two here and there, and a lot of these games could have the other team could have advanced because there was a lot of two run wins and three run wins and a lot of five to threes, you know, and and that sort of scenario. But in class a new London and uh, this uh, Catholic school, they're going to play is uh, they've just been steamrolling everybody. So it's just two juggernauts going to hit each other. Well, uh, Scott, anything else that you want to say?
2: Well, I just—I don't want to date myself too much, Hunter. But um, I came to Iowa in uh, 1995. I moved to Mount Pleasant, and I will tell you that outside of maybe wrestling, New London was pretty much in the in the basement on anything sports-wise <laughs> back in those days. I was kind of and, uh, continue. Continue. <laughs> I think it's great that they've uh, they've accomplished what they have football. They've got a baseball team that's crazy good, basketball, girls' sports. I've, I've uh, watched their girls' basketball team have some great seasons, and, and that's really cool. And uh, they're kind of like uh, the small school uh, standard setter in all things athletics here lately. And uh, that's pretty neat to see, and here we go. You know, state championship on the line tomorrow at noon.
0: Well, so for sure. Hunter, you got anything else to wrap it up with?
2: Yeah, you know, I'll,
1: I'll add this book. I, I just tried looking up, uh, I'll, I'll mention this before my last comments, but I'm looking up here and it says that, um, it's looking like that they, they have to have two days of rest for 41, between 41 pitches and 65 pitches. At least that was back in, when was this? This looks like it was, this was put in in 20, uh, 2022. So if that's still holds true, then he's got to be, Seth, all Bailey's got to be on two days of rest. So, that might be the reason why you can't, why you can't go.
0: Man, it's tough. You know, I mean, it's just mid Prairie kind of got jammed up without kind of having uh top flight pitching today, but, uh, they lost seven to three. That's, uh, it was an outstanding game. It was, uh, mid Prairie jumped out on top. Uh, and, uh, you know, they just chipped away at the lead and hit a big two run home run to go ahead. And, uh, it just wasn't uh, wasn't our day this time, but uh, you know, I'm proud. How about you, Scott?
2: Yeah, I'm proud. Uh Mid Prairie, we you know, we started back on this uh podcast thing covering local sports back in the fall and, and they have um, started with the football season that you know, they took one on the chin from sigourney Kyoto, they had to forfeit one due to lack of uh Healthy players to Regina, and I thought, boy, that's going to be a rough football season for the Golden Hawks. They turned that around, had a nice little playoff run, um, went to state and basketball, got a great girls softball team. They uh, had a great soccer team, boys, um, and, and made it to the Final Four in baseball. What, what more can you say? Those kids, especially the seniors, they've had one memorable ride this year, and it's been a pleasure to cover them and, and watch them uh, play every season
0: excellence in academics, excellence in scholarship, excellence in athletics, mid-Prairie. I mean, you get a round guy salute uh, because I think they're great. What do you think of mid-Prairie there, Hunter?
1: No, I mean, kind of mentioned the same stuff. You know, I just – I mean, you know, being from New London, I didn't really – you know, back you know, back in, you know, 2000, between 2000 and uh, 13, 14, 15 there, and, you know, I, I didn't even – I honestly, didn't even know Midbury existed back then, but, you know, I, I started here, and, you know, that was right kind of in the – I became part of the sports squad and, uh, right, getting a basketball season. So, you know, I followed them through that uh, that that basketball run, that 24-0 and season, and you can't say much about them. They, like you kind of said, they excel in about everything they do, you know, track, both sides of the car too, you know, girls and guys. So, I mean, you, you know, you can't say enough about, you know, how, how good of a school district that is and, you know. Um, they're going to be good for years to come. So we're just going to we're going to keep uh, going to enjoy keep soaking soaking it all in and be you know being a being a reporter of the game, but also a fan of the game.
0: Well, Wellman and Kelowna's communities work together so well, and they're kind of a Bedouin community for Iowa City's uh, good jobs and everything. And a lot of people love living in those two little towns, and and they're uh, raising the kids right. And it's I think they've got an the athletic program that kind of starts in grade school over there that uh, is just working and developing. And uh, like you say, you're 24-0 uh, in basketball, state, state appearance there, playoff wins in uh, football, and uh, just, uh, you know, uh, you know, one, one game away from the state championship in, in baseball. So I, I, I couldn't be happier, uh, and I couldn't be happier with, with you two as guests today. This has been an excellent episode also want to thank Helmuth Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, for presenting the playoffs. A little salute to Tyler Helmuth for his uh, just crushing drive to to left center uh, and all of his play throughout the playoffs. He was really the spark plug, definitely the MVP of the game game before, or at least tied with the pitcher. But, uh, you know, thanks, everybody. Thank you, too. Thanks for being on the show.
2: Yeah, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Having me. Anytime. Uh, I'm ready for football now. All right. We we got one more game tomorrow at
0: noon. Everybody.
2: Thanks a lot. One more game.